When the blues come falling, they fall like drops of rain. You'll hear me howling just to ease my pain. Coming Blues by Joe Linscombe. Yeah. Man. His only record. Yeah. You know, I was actually looking through the uh, blues discography sometime, and one time I saw that him and another guy accompanied somebody on a record that was never released. Oh, yeah? Really? Yeah, and it says they both do a ukulele and humming. Oh, my God. (laughs) Can you imagine? (laughs) Never released? Yeah, it's in the back where you can look up, like, who accompanied us. Oh, really? Wow. Incredible. What a shame. Yeah. Yeah, for those who don't know, that's a black guy from about 1929, Joe Linscombe. He's kind of doing a Cliff Edwards kind of thing. Yeah, sort of with a, you know, slightly bluesy overtone of his own. Yeah. Yeah. Red Onion Joe, phenomenal. Right. <laughs> His only record. There's very few records of that time of black guys playing ukuleles. Not yeah, very yeah. much. Yeah. There's probably a few where they might be in the background or something on a uke. I don't know. There probably were black ukulele players, right? Sure. They just didn't want to record them 
weren't that's not what they were looking didn't for. Didn't fit the market. Niche. Associated that with more like pop yeah. music, right? There's that one great newsreel clip that Nevins yeah. reissued of this two guys. One's playing a washboard and kazoo, and the other's playing a ukulele. Yeah, I think it's They're Carl great. Thomas. That's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. They're great. They're playing the stovepipe, and oh yeah. my god, this guy's yeah, this so excellent. Good. Yeah. So I'm sure that. Then you had those guys, the Pebbles, right? But nobody yeah. knows if they were black or white. For right, sure. no one knows for sure. Yeah. Should play one of them, huh? The yeah. Pebbles. You ever, your it's radio listeners bad. ever heard that? Hey, who knows? But by the way, this is uh, John's old time radio show. Here we are again in um, the beautiful south of France with our guest Robert Crum in his record room. Yes. And uh, here we, with we thank you for having us here. Uh, my pleasure. Uh, it's beautiful in here. It's beautiful in here. <laughs> I think I'm going to lock myself in here. Lots of 78. Never leave. <laughs> yeah. But today we're going to play mostly, uh, we're going to play blues records. Yeah. Yeah, and, that's what we're going to do. And other, <coughs> other records by black folks. Yeah. Black folks records. Right. Can you say that? I guess. I, I don't know. know. What can you say anymore? Can you we say Negro? Can you no. say colored? No. Can't say Negro. Can't say colored. Oh, come on. Can't say I've those. heard black people say colored recently. Oh, well, black people can say all kinds of things. Well, I don't. I, I've heard them say it in like serious, respectful way, not you know, not in a derogatory really? way. Yeah, even colored. I've seen that people of color or colored. I've seen people seen that recently. People of color. I don't. I don't know if you can say that anymore. African American. I don't. Know, that's that's very. It would be very hard for Chubby Parker to play any of his tunes anymore. <laughs> I'm a roving little African-American. <laughs> yeah, but even African-American I, I don't think is good anymore. What is good? I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, let's, let's hear the pebbles. Yeah, okay. What are you going to play by then? I have them listed, you know, in the white category, but I, it's anybody's guess what color they are. Maybe they were Melungeons. <laughs> You know what that is? Melungeons? What, what is a Melungeon? Well, <coughs> used to be a person of whose racial identity was so vague right. and such a mixture that it often implied that there was a part Indian, American Indian as well as black and maybe some white or Spanish or whatever Melungeons. And that's a derogatory term? I don't know. I think it was just a term that for these people that are like another word for that is mestizo that's like a French term you know it's like some people think that there's some speculation that Bayless Rose you know him right right he was a Melungeon right <coughs> yeah, anyway yeah. here's the pebbles maybe they're Melungeons <laughs> Thank 
Year is that from? 28? It's 27. 27? Yeah. It's a great, great record. Yeah. The Pebbles. Um, it credits these two guys as song credits to E.G. and White. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Whatever that, whoever they are. Yeah. That other record where they sing, they, they don't sound black or white particularly. You can't tell what they are. Really hard to tell, yeah. yeah. I love that tune. It's just too bad. Right. I'm flying bold. <laughs> <coughs> it might be the first time Fly was ever on a record, right? Is yeah. referring to uh, how good somebody looked. You know, all those expressions are really old. Yeah. Okay, here's Charlie Spann doing Big Fat Mama. Okay, great. Feel, huh? He's a laid back guy, huh? That is laid back. 
all the way back. <laughs> Big fat brother. Such an incredible groove though at that tempo. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. Plain. <laughs> I like it. Was he from St. Louis? I don't know. I don't Charles know where he was from. I think he's from Detroit. He does Hastings Street with uh, yeah with Blind Blake. Blind Blake. And that Hastings Street was the main drag of the black neighborhood in Detroit in those days. Hmm. And then he was a Detroit guy. His piano music was big in Detroit. You know, those days. Was it? Huh. Yeah. So Boogie Woogie supposedly originates there. Huh. huh. Detroit. It's all over now. <clears throat> nothing in Detroit anymore. No, literally nothing in Detroit, right? The people are leaving. Okay. Here's a rare record that you probably don't have. <laughs> let, me, let me see. I don't want to you might want to photograph this for your you know, want list. Yeah. John is photographing the label right now. Okay. <clears throat> this is Decatur Street Drag by Guy Lumpkin and Eddie Mapp on the QRS label. Wow. I must have it. 
That's phenomenal. <coughs> Guy Lumpkin and Eddie Mapp. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. You can't find me a copy of that out here in the, the hills of France. Right. Some old <laughs> castle. Somebody must have been listening to that record. Might be entirely unknown in France. Yeah, incredible. Wow, that was great. What do you got there? This is Bobby Leakin. Oh, yeah, let me see that label. Nobody so. needs you when you're down and out. He's called Blind Bobby Baker on this label. Blind Bobby Baker. On That's why I don't have it. I'm not searching for Blind Bobby Baker. On the perfect label. It's oh, one of the few I don't have by him. It's only solo record, I think. A great guitar player. Yeah, one of the best. I never heard that. I thought I had, but that, that's incredible. Huh. What's the other side of that? Um, making Georgia cut out. That's quite as interesting as 
Do you have the uh, the the cow cow Davenport version of that? Nobody knows you when you're down and out. Nobody. You might be getting it mixed up with the uh, Pine Top Smith. Pine Top Smith is what I meant. Yeah, yeah, I do, yeah. Maybe you should play that as yeah, a comparison. Okay, it's a different, yeah. A, yeah, different. Another incredible version of that too. Nice, yeah. Yeah. It's Pine Top Smith. I think he's a Detroit guy. I think. Yeah. I don't know anything <coughs> about him, but man, these records are good. Yeah. Well, he was killed in a uh, crossfire in a bar fight in 1929. Shortly after he made these records. Really? Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. It just ran. Two pe people were shooting, but not at him, but he got killed. Yeah, he got killed in the crossfire. Hmm. This is his version of Nobody Knows When You're Down Now. <laughs> That's all right. That ain't the first time I got broken the crap game. That old driver right over there asking to lend me a quarter. He's crying he just got broke. That old Splippin's over there asking to lend me a dime for car fare. Talking about I had two good feet that would carry me any old where. Oh well, nobody knows you when you're down and out. Now when I was lucky and on the ground, I had lots of friends to hang around. But when my back was turned to the wall, it didn't seem like I had no friends at all. And I believe into my soul at that time I was on my last go-round. It was an unjust years that sent me down. Of course, I will admit sometimes I do go wrong, but if it was left to my friends, it seems like jail would be my home. All the boys, they know I'm a lucky mo. Well, spend my money, too. That ain't no joke. Take all my friends out for a good time. Buy them whiskey, champagne, and wine. But as soon as I begin to fall so low, I can't hardly find a friend, no place I go. But if I ever get my hands on a dollar again, I'm gonna hold on to it until the eagle grin. Because nobody sure don't know you. Randy, when you're down and out, in your pocket, not one penny, and all your friends, you have not any. But soon as you get on your feet, a lot of friends you sure can meet. But it's mighty strange, without a doubt, that nobody knows you when you're down and out. Nobody sure don't know you When you're down and out In your pocket Not one penny And all your friends You have not any But as soon as you get on your feet A gang of gay cattle You joking me But it's mighty strange Without a doubt Nobody knows you When you're down and out when you're down and out. <laughs> <laughs> Smith. That is great. So that's kind of interesting uh, subject matter. Something you hear a lot in these old songs. But uh, I don't know. I never really thought about it till I, I started like listening to these songs. But you think it's true that uh, when your friends are down and out that you uh, dismiss them and uh, 
<laughs> would you would you lend a helping hand to your friend who's down and out, or would you tend to want to maybe get away from him and, and yeah. maybe you know without thinking about it, maybe he's going to drag you down with him? You know? Well, there's that possibility. Right. People generally don't like to be associated with someone who's you know a loser. People want to be associated with winners. Yeah. And, and you know, you should have a lot more friends if you're on the you know the upswing and and making money and stuff. Yeah. There's a, so know. why do you hang out with me then? Because <laughs> you're afraid of like what your name is going to be. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you put out, you put out toward people. You know, you're a stand-up guy, John. Oh, thanks. I wasn't fishing for a compliment. <laughs> but yeah. it's just funny that theme comes up all the time, you know, in, in these old tunes, and it's something you never really think about. But I think there is something to it. You know, it's like. Whether you realize it or not, you know, maybe not your close friends or whatever, but psychologically, yeah. you don't want to be around people when they're down and out, do you? When I get back on my feet again, and everybody wants to be my long lost friend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what was it? Doc Doc Boggs yeah. has a great line about it too. You ever heard Romeo Nelson? I yeah. I, I don't know if I've heard the one you've got there. The one in my hand is called Dying Rider Blues. You ever heard that? Never heard it's it. The, he cries on the record. Really? It's a great <laughs> crying record. <actually>. Okay. <laughs> I thought it when we listened to that Pine Top Smith. This is the, the best crying record. Or one of the good ones. I got a love for my rider. What do you reckon it be? I got a love of my ride, what do you reckon it be?
<laughs> that was great. But that was very, uh, very much like Skip James. Like I had to have heard Skip James. I think he never done. Sure, he never heard Skip James. Well, we need to get a picture of that. Right I think he's another like Chicago or Detroit guy, Romeo Nelson. Yeah. Yeah. His his most popular, well remembered record is Head Rag Hop. Or okay. is it Hop Head Rag? I forget what it's called. Hot Head, I think. Right, yeah. Head Rag Hop. Hop Head. It's kind of a boogie-woogie thing. You know, he's an early boogie-woogie guy. That, that was very, like, Cypress Grove, Skip James. Yeah, it, was, yeah. it kind of reminds you of that little bit. I would be buried in some Cypress Grove. Maybe, maybe, lick. Da, 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 maybe da, 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 Skip James heard this record. Yeah, exactly. It's possible. Yeah. This is 29 or something like that. Well, Skip James also played piano. He might have yeah, been playing right. similar stuff to this. Speaking of which, you you have Skip James playing the piano, don't you? Yeah, I do. I think a lot of people only know Skip James playing the guitar. Really? I don't think they've heard the piano record. Not, not. I don't think a lot of people even oh. realize he played such great piano. You know, oh. I think he was a great piano player. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think he only made that one piano record, though. Um. Yeah. Okay. Right. And yeah, then, and then, the much side. later in the '60s, he recorded. Uh, oh yeah. Quite a bit of piano. Oh, yeah. Should we hear that? Yeah, well, okay. what are the two sides? I know it's <coughs> uh, calves. One's called 2220 Blues. Yeah, maybe. And one's called, if you haven't any hay, get on down the road. Oh, I love that. That's yeah. the better side, I think. Can I get a picture of that label? Just, I mean, not that I'm going to find it, it's but not, just for my second look at it. This is on the Deca Champion. should be able to find that. Most Deca Champions are easy to find, right? Well, no, but it's going to turn up more than the Paramount. Why why are there so many common DECA champions but this isn't one of them? I don't know. I don't know. Some of them are real rare. Some aren't. But this is the only Skip James that was reissued on any any later label master present. Unbelievable. Yeah. All those other paramounts are just, you know, as you know, rare as hen's teeth. Yeah.
coming back no more. I'm going, I'm going, from the Lord, Lord, coming back no more. Coming back no more. Coming back no more. I'm going, I'm going, from the Lord, Lord, coming back no more. Hey, 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 hey. Drop my boogie, tell him my black mouth. You find me riding my Lord Gold in the woods. You find me riding my Lord Gold in the woods. If you have it in your hand, get on down the road. If you have it in your hand, my Lord Gold. You have it in your hand, Mama Lord. That was that was incredible, incredible. Yeah. Skip James. You, you never hear any anything like that. You, you never hear anybody play piano like that. Just I was thinking about while we were listening to that, whoever was there at Deco, who you know, whatever official was sitting there making the choices about what to reissue on those Deca champions, which are much better surfaces than the Paramounts, and it's oh, yeah, like sure. a couple of years later, so records were selling a little better, you know, as it passed the worst of the the slump in the record business. And he, there he's sitting there, going through these masters and deciding, well, okay, let's listen to these Skip James records. Well, hmm, let's just do the piano one, the heck with the guitar ones. You know, yeah. He could have reissued any of those Skip James records oh, on that deck of champion. And then we'd have more, much better reproduction of them yeah. than those Paramounts, those crappy Paramounts. Oh. And then might, more of them might have survived if they'd reissued them on deck of champion. Not to mention all the other guys that got yeah. passed over. That's right. Charlie Why Patton. don't we have Charlie Patton deck of champions? That's right. Uh, yeah, good question. Could you imagine? There's King Solomon Hill, who was reissued on Crown. Yeah, weird, right? And, and I think he's the only blues guy. Oh, there's some harem scarums on Crown, too. That's Big Bill Brunzi and Georgia Tom, I think. Yeah, yeah. And those are also much better surfaces than those shitty Paramounts. Yeah. It's amazing. Right, so I, I, I had a thought here while I was listening to that record. Now, so far you've been trying to play us like obscure stuff that most of our listeners haven't heard or that I haven't heard, which is a real treat for me. And uh, it's amazing that, you know, I can come in here time and time again and you can pull out so many records like this that I haven't heard. Yeah, it's kind oh. of amazing, isn't it? Okay, now. And you have stuff I haven't heard. When I'm at your house, I'm amazed too by records you have that I haven't heard. Yeah, what's wrong with me that, like... I like that when you say that. You know, it feels good. It makes me feel like a big man. <laughs> it makes me feel like a big man. <laughs> you know, that's really sick. Feels yeah, sick you can impress a veteran record collector like me with yeah. stuff you have in your collection. Yeah, because I'm, you know, I'm definitely from a, a younger generation of collector. Yeah, but you're on the I've job, been working though. Very hard. You are really on the job. I've been working on my railroad. You have. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's good. I have some success. I have some success. Okay, but now here's what I was thinking. All right, so I'm going to throw out the, the, the snare to you. Okay, it's the end of the world. The earth is blowing up. We've got 20 minutes. You can take one blues record. You have been chosen to get onto a shuttle. You're going to live on another planet. Uh, the surface of Mars has just been... Uh, it's going to be colonated. We got oxygen up there. We found some water. We got some plants. We already had a rover up there for a long time. You're going. Now, you can only take one blues record with you. Mm -hmm. All right, play that record for us. Don't think about it too much. You don't have a lot of time. You got to say goodbye to your loved ones and all that crap, and you've only got a few minutes. So just go, go for it. Just play <laughs> us the best blues record you got. I, I can't. It's not possible. Forget it. No, I'm telling you, this is the scenario that there's, there's no, no getting there's around. There's no it. best blues record. There's okay? no getting around it. You got to get on the shuttle. You're taking one record with you. Just play me that record. Well, if I had last kind word by Gishi Wiley. Don't tell me what you don't have. <laughs> I'm giving you a scenario that you cannot get around. You got to get on the shuttle. The shuttle okay. is leaving. Yeah. Okay? You're going to go. Right. And for whatever reason, you can't question it. You'll find out later when you get on. Someone will explain mm -hmm. to you why you could right. only bring one but blues see, record with this you. This is like saying, okay, you know, <clears throat> if you were like, you know. Uh, Ask me to do it. Ask me to do it. I'm not even in front of my uh, records. Uh, Ask uh, me to do it. I can do it. Uh, if, if you were like. High water everywhere. Goodbye. <laughs> really? Hmm. Of course, I don't have as many choices huh. like you have. Right. You know. What about down the dirt road? That's as good as high water everywhere. I don't have down the dirt road. Oh, okay. That's not a problem. See, for I have me. both of them. You've got some problems. That's why I'm trying to get and you focused. And here's another problem. Are you going to miss the shuttle? Here's another problem. Some of the best stuffs in bad condition. Some, you know, oh, not not all the good great records that You've I have are in focus, great condition. Man. Think you're going to have one record to listen to for all your time on Mars. Just pick just just on that premise. It does, all right. I'm sorry I ever said the best. Don't, that don't, was a mistake. Yeah, don't say the best. It's not That's the best. That's not possible. All right, so let's go back in time. Okay, you have to take <laughs> one record with you. Clearly, it cannot be the best because we don't, we can't even think in those terms. Right. But you have to put, the point I'm trying to get at is, you know, on this show, um, you can also play a record that maybe most people have heard, but it still would be great for the show to play okay. a great record. Right. Well, then okay. there's a, you that made is the... I was trying to get you to Mars. Trying to help you out. I'm trying to get you off this planet. You got a new start. There's you're the going to be in a nice colony with there's a few the point people. There's point too of, of taking again. a record that both sides are that you're really crazy about both sides, and then you have well, two sides. Well, if you can do that, then play us two sides of that record. Okay. We uh, we we've got all the time in the right, world. I'll, on this I'll radio pull show. out one of my favorites, but you know, it's just one of many. There's so many great records. Of so many. I, I it's impossible. It's, it's impossible. impossible. But I'll just pull out. I'll go pull out a great record that you know that I really love. Okay. Sorry I made this so difficult. <laughs> that's the one best. That's, that's ridiculous. That's just not, not doable. Yeah, you got really upset by that scenario, I know. You were actually people, upset. People come here and they look at this and uh, what's your favorite record? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you well. say? What do you say to that? Okay, but I'll pull out one of, you know, one of my beloved... One I just, I just want to hear a, a masterpiece. It doesn't have to have not been reissued. It doesn't have to be the and only known it. copy. You've heard it before. Of course, but I just want to hear um, uh, what you consider a masterpiece here in the old-time radio show. A country blues masterpiece. Here we go.
Introduce uh, American music to a new alien race. I'd say you chose wisely. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. That's one of those classic. I don't know if it translates over this digital internet, but it's one of those examples of. I've heard that record so many times, but it never sounded as good as it sounds in in this room coming off that uh, shellac. For those of you who don't know what that was, that oh was yeah, Gus Sorry. Cannon, great doing Poor Boy, Long Way from Home, Blind Blake, and accompanied by Blind Blake. Very tastefully on the guitar. Beautiful. Playing perfectly Beautiful. behind Gus. He knows exactly what to do. Yeah. You got to give Blake a lot of credit for being able to back right. him up like that with that feel. Mm-hmm. He basically doesn't do anything to get in Gus's way. And Gus is no. playing that beautiful slide, slide banjo. Slide banjo. Do you know any other examples of that? No. I don't think so, mm-hmm. right? And you got this wonderful photo over here of Gus demonstrating Gus, the slide that's right. banjo. Where'd you get that photo? Color photograph I got from Nick Pearls that he took of yeah. Gus himself. Yeah. And I got that record from Nick Pearls. Did you? Wow. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. 
I could actually own that record. I was like shaking, was gazing at the label that, yeah, yeah, that's a duplicate, sure. You can take it. Go ahead. I couldn't believe I could own it. Incredible. Yep. Oh, yeah. Both sides are great. The other side's great, too. I felt similar when I got my uh, copy of My Money Never Runs Out. Oh, I'm sure. Jesus. Well, I felt that way when I got that copy of Walk Right In from you. I couldn't believe I could have that record. Yeah. <laughs> and what about the other side of that, too? Uh, mule, mule Get Up in the Alley? Get Up in the Alley. It's oh, that's incredible. That's good. Oh, absolutely. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's good. We should play that. Let's yeah, play Mule play Get Up in the Alley. Please, yeah. <laughs> and for those uh, who don't know, uh, this is Gus's... Uh, Jug Band, the record we just heard was recorded, what was that, 1926? 27. 27. It was recorded uh, in his <laughs> first sessions for Paramount, and then he recorded a couple years later for Victor with his uh, Jug Band. And I, I, I don't know if I read this or if someone told me this, that he was told when he recorded for Paramount that he was playing in too old of a style, and somebody <laughs> told him, like, why don't you get a Jug Band or something? Really? Is that right? Yeah. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't know if that, it sounds like something Don Kent would have told me. I don't know, never heard yeah. of it. And I guess the Jug Band record sold well enough because he re went back into that studio and Victor and recorded yeah. several sessions with that Jug Band. Yeah, and plus, I mean, you can just, I mean, <coughs> if, if how many are around or any indication, there's certainly a lot more of these around than there are of those Paramounts. You will get up in the alley. <laughs> I know that you have always been good and true. I said, get up in the collar just as fast as you can. I'm going to give you plenty of old in case. I said, run, you eat a bit of I'm gonna beat you some more. I'm gonna beat you some more. I said, get up in the collar just as fast as you can. I'm gonna get up in the old in the head. I said, run, you get up in the head. I said, oh, oh, oh.
Man, that's good music, huh? That's some like old time, early 1900s sounding tune, you know? Yeah. Minstrel show stuff. Oh, yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Syncopated ragtime rhythm. So great. Yeah. Gus Cannon was a veteran medicine show performer. Right. And part time farmer. He's just a real country guy. Yeah. Gus. You ever see that footage of him where I think it's shot in his living room and he's talking? No. You never saw it? No. It's really great. Huh. He's talking about how he used to, no one could get the crowd, somewhere doing the medicine show crowd, and how he got everyone all revved up before he played. It's oh, really yeah? great. Really? Huh. And I say, no, huh. no one could get a crowd going like him. And Step huh. right up, one dollar, one dollar. Yeah. And he's like waving his arms around. Yeah. He starts playing the banjo. It's great. He was bragging about how he got a crowd together. Yeah, huh. he was talking about, huh. he was showing how he got the crowd yeah? going. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Really good. And later on, that when they rediscovered him in the '60s, he was working in a tire factory. Yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> in <coughs> Richmond, Virginia, or someplace like that. Or yeah, was greatest American banjo player that ever played. <laughs> Put him in a tire factory. Well, you know, it kind of kind of went out of fashion for black people to play banjos. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, but I mean, it's just so sad. I'm so sure pathetic, that he would have got laughed out of anywhere except, you know, the white folk revival audiences. Yeah, I mean, I guess we're lucky that uh, some of these revivalist guys went out and found these guys at yeah. all and yeah. gave them some right. more time to record and play at the end of their lives. Yeah, when it was Walk Right In was redone by some folknik group in the early 60s. Yeah, I forget the name. Like right rooftop in. Singers or something. Sit right down. And it was a big hit. Huge hit. And uh, nobody even thought to look for Gus Cannon, who I guess wrote the song or, you know, whatever. Yeah. So some of these those revivalist guys, they went and, and hunted him down and found him and, and made Victor pay him a big... Uh, big royalty check for for that and then I remember this this story I don't know if it's true or not if it's apocryphal or what that he's coming home from after cashing the check and got set upon and robbed and beaten yeah I heard that <laughs> got the money taken away from because he was talking it around too much that he was getting this money from Victor so the guys were laying for him <sighs> Jesus. But he looked to be quite old, Gus Cannon, didn't he? They said he was 100. I mean, I, I told you I have this video footage of him where he's playing on Beale Street at some blues festival in a wheelchair. Huh. They hmm. say he's 100 years old. Wow. Know, Amazing. Out there playing. Do you remember what year he died? It was the 80s, I think. In the 1980s? 84 huh. or something like that. Hmm. So that would mean he'd be born in the <coughs> 1880s. So he's already, like, you know, of some age by 1900. Amazing, he's a 19th century guy. It's kind of incredible to think that when I was in high school, I still could have technically heard Gus Cannon play if I was in the right place. Yeah, yeah you could have gone and talked to him. Incredible. <laughs> what was I doing? I think about that now, too. I, <coughs> back when I was, like, you know, collecting records in the 1970s, I could have gone and met a lot of these guys who were still alive. The 70s especially, right? Didn't occur to me. Didn't occur to you? No. Never? Didn't right. never occur to me to go and run any of those guys down at all and talk to him. It just didn't, I was, really wouldn't, only wouldn't presume. It to a few people, right? Huh? It really only occurred to a few people. There's only really a few yeah. guys who went and, yeah. Don Kent was one of those guys that got yeah. stories of driving all around Don the Don Kent, Steve Colt, John yeah. Fahey, 
<coughs> Chris Drakwitz. Don Ken told me he was very close to finding Henry Spaulding, he thought, but he was being uh, followed by the police and got really Yeah, I did. That's one of the things in the South in those days. <coughs> police forces in those towns were not happy with these white guys coming and snooping around the black neighborhoods. Yeah, they, they thought they, they were, were organized. Civil rights organizers, yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. So what are you boys doing down here? <laughs> that famous story that Terry Zweigoff tells of him and Sherwin in the 70s. Yeah. <coughs> Somewhere in some Texas town, they've got their Volkswagen bus and they park it in the black neighborhood. They're going to go, you know, canvassing door to door or something. And, and this big white cop comes up and says, what are you boys doing down here? You do it in Texas. You could see their license plate was from California, you know. Right. And Terry says, "Well, sir, uh, we're just looking <coughs> for, for old '78 records." And the guy says, you, "You mean to tell me you came all the way down here just to look for some old records?" Terry said, "Yes, sir." And the cop says, "Well, you boys must be Jews. <laughs> <laughs> Only a Jew would do a thing like that." Well. <laughs> Right and right. So I asked Terry, so what did you and Sherwin do then? Because, you know, they're like, cause they are, they look like little Jewish guys. And, yeah, of course. And so we just bowed our heads, bowed our heads, <laughs> looked down at the ground. <laughs> down and frowned. Down and frowned. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <coughs> sometimes that's your, your best option. Thank 
Thank you.